Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sometimes it's hard to understand rappers, right? Absolutely. Understand rap lyrics. Yes. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because of my, my, my shirt. I got the little stars. The stars. Which reminds me of, uh, remember, Bape? Uh-huh. Reminds me of Bape. What does your, your sweater say? Star. I don't know. It says, like, star, handsome, lank. Yeah. It says that's nope. something. Sounds like it might be German. <laughs> Why is handsome spelled like Swiss? that? I don't, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look like, uh, don't look like it was, uh. But let's, let's, let's talk about another misunderstanding. <laughs> okay. I like your chain, by the way. Thank you. I am. Got the cloudy shout okay. out, Yosef. Make sure you go check out our uh, our episode where we had the jeweler. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm it saying? Hooked you up. The jeweler. It looks so nice. Uh, we were we were playing Soldier Boy recently. We played Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, we were oh. listening to I think uh, Crank That or something. Mm-hmm. There's a very very famous part of that song. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the song. Yeah, the beat drops. He says, haters getting mad because I, I got me some bathing apes. Oh, shoot. Like how? Wow. You didn't, uh, <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't 100% clear on what he was saying. No. What'd you think he said? Haters getting mad because I got me some baby, make. One more time. Haters getting mad cause I got me some baby make. Just one more time. Haters getting mad cause I got me some baby make. I really thought. Some baby make. I really thought this whole time I really thought that's what he said. Is that penis? Semen? That's what I'm thinking. Some sex. Like he mad cause I'm out here getting pussy. But I got me some baby make. Haters getting mad because I'm out here smashing these. These, so is baby make these ladies the actual thing that makes babies baby the, make the semen or the penis or no. is baby make the act of the, getting vagina the act of sex so like hey we was in there doing the baby make yeah i'm about to go get some baby make as ridiculous as that is i kind of like it now <laughs> i kind of like it you like it i just got me some baby make i just got me some baby make damn i was getting some baby make in the back mm-hmm. it works <laughs> So this whole time, I thought he was clever to say, like, haters get mad because I'm, get- I'm out here getting mine. But you, you thought know? that that made-up thing that may or may not have been a thing at the time. I never second-questioned it. As opposed to just the shoes he was wearing in the video. I don't think I really paid attention like that. All right. Well, When I listened to the song, because you got to think about that. I was listening to the song on the radio too, so, so you thought we that, don't listen to the radio as much anymore, you know, as we did back then. So you thought he was covering up something dirty, and that was the radio edit, baby make. I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't put too much thought into it. I just thought, oh, hey, this getting mad because I got me some baby make. Radio edits were a very interesting thing in hip hop because I was I always wondered like, do they go? They they must go back in and. Once it releases and re-record it, or maybe they do the radio edit ahead of time, but that's what I it, thought. That really surprised me as a, a kid growing up when you 
listen to, you know, mm-hmm. is that your chick? And then you listen to the real, is that your bitch? You'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. Well, I was, I was about to say, is that your dick? Is that your dick? That's not it. The one was, uh, can I get a what, what? That was my first big radio oh, edit surprise. Can I get a fuck you? Right. That was like, so different. I like what, what better. What, what was so better. Yeah. I thought that was the whole point of the, the song. It was on the Rush <laughs> Hour soundtrack. I had to convince my mom that was the first parental advisory CD I got. Mm-hmm. I had to try to tell her that the 808s were so loud I couldn't hear the cursing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got away with that. But I put it in. Can I get a fuck you? Right. What what happened to the what what? <laughs> All right, that's uh, for me. It's crazy when you do like the clean version better than the explicit version. Oh my you're god! Supposed to like. I mean, it, it'll be two different recordings. I remember. I think it was uh, "Faux Life" by Mac Ten. The the explicit version was. I guess it was. Re- recorded first maybe mm-hmm. and then the radio version was recorded after that but his whole like cadence and everything like that was so much better on the clean version i was just oh, like he rec- I don't re- even... re-recorded I think, everything i think he recorded the whole song they usually be punching to... in like bet movies like <laughs> hey can i get a screw you <laughs> <laughs> can i get a jive turkey the worst one uh, there's there's two in particular I remember. T.I. had the song, uh, What You Know A Bad Dad. Mm-hmm. What you, and in the um, the regular one, he says, A loaded four four on the loaded bees, whatever. It, mm-hmm. But in the radio edit, he go he can't say four four, so it's like, A loaded A-O. <laughs> it was, I like those. It reminded me of uh, the, the teacher on Fairly Odd Parents who had oh. conniptions. She's like, Fairly Odd Parents. It was like, Loaded A-O. <laughs> I like that way better. But nothing caught me off guard worse then let's get it started. Holy cow. You want to go there? Black Eyed Peas <laughs> are wild. <laughs> First of all, I don't know if they knew how popular it was that song was going to be, but they are crazy. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, the real lyrics are let's get retarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the main song for the NBA Finals. <laughs> let's get it started. They had everybody downloading it mm-hmm. and being mortified like, hey, what version is this? <laughs> what happened to getting it started? Right. <laughs> I thought we were just going to start the game. Mm. Yeah, so Black Eyed Peas, y'all wild as hell for that. I had an argument with somebody over put your hands where my <coughs> eyes can see. Um, because on the the explicit version, the explicit version, hit you with the blankets of what you're saying. I don't even know It must words. have been in the verse. The, the, the whole hook so, was Oh, clean. he says, okay. <laughs> On the clean version, he's like, hit you with them laying and what you're saying, yo, silly with your rice grilly. What the dilly, yo. But on the explicit version, he says, um, hit you with my nine milli. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> harder. So, now that's so harder. I, that is. But I'm like, this whole time I'm singing rice grilly. And then every time I hear the explicit version. I can't say nine milli, but I never knew he said nine milli. So me and a friend of mine, we were just going back and forth. And I'm like, no, I'm a player. He say rice grilly. And he's like, what the fuck is rice grilly? And I'm like, that's what he says. I like that rappers had, were pushed into that corner sometimes because like 
they wrote how they wrote, and then they have to go back and make it make sense, and sometimes they have to make it make sense on a rhyming word. And if there's not another word that makes it make sense, they just have to go ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They just have, mm -hmm. sometimes it just be sound. Rice grilly, but jibberlilly, casilla billy. <laughs> and they're just like, I'll take that L, it's just on the radio. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I think he says rice grilly. The good rappers, the best rappers have sensical, explicit and radio like mm -hmm. you listen to the radio and they still made it make sense and flow that must be incredibly difficult mm -hmm. yeah so shout out to Buster Rhymes for some reason all right all Buster Rhymes music makes is like doo -doo -doo -doo. That's, that's why they, that's why they be like doing that. it in the videos they just like doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> All right, so let's get into these threadicles. I duck your bitch after she give me lip. We don't need I that. I said butter up. Ooh, I said pucker wow. up, buttercup. Before I split, let me do that again. God, I trash. duck your bitch after she give me lip. I said pucker up, buttercup. Before I split. So we're gonna leave that in there, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I just want people to see. This is probably how them. Uh, like Breakfast Club, not they don't make you rap on Breakfast Club, but like Sway in the Morning, Power 106 when they make niggas rap. That's probably how it is because I hear they mess up and they're able to do it again. So, so you don't want to have my flawless version, my flawless victory. You want me to have. I want people both. to see the real. You want to see why? Why? I want people to see the real. <laughs> mm. Haters disguised as friends. All right, guys, we wanted to stop really quickly and give a shout out to our sponsor of the episode, HelloFresh. HelloFresh. I've been a big fan of HelloFresh for years mm -hmm. now, but it's time to make the Threadheads a fan. Okay. All right, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Affordable. <laughs> and that's why it's America's number one. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. One meal kit. That's right. HelloFresh makes it easy to eat what you love. Customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie dish. 
And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef on select meals. Mm -hmm. HelloFresh knows you're busy, and that's why we take extra care of the meal planning and prepping, freeing up extra time in your schedule with pre-portioned ingredients, foolproof recipes, and convenient doorstep delivery. HelloFresh makes it easy to get dinner on the table. Mm-hmm. Easy as pie. <laughs> Have you made pie? I haven't made pie. Um, you know, I don't know if they do desserts like that, but they do some crazy entrees. Okay, okay. I'm out here making stuff I didn't even know how to make. Bulgogi, <laughs> meatballs. Hmm? Wow. Flatbreads. I'm going to have to try some of your stuff. Some lemon uh, spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Lemon spaghetti? It's like a lemon zested spaghetti. Mm. It's actually very, very good. Um, I actually have the app. They never tell us to talk about the app on here, mm-hmm. but I have an app because uh, I switch it up so much. I used to mm-hmm. have it uh, a box that fed like six people, mm-hmm. and I'll bring it to my parents' house and cook. Very nice. Um, and then, you know, then I'll go to like two if it's just me by myself because mm-hmm. that's like the, the, the lowest. But I be switching it up all the time. Recently, I think this this probably like this last four or five months, mm-hmm. I've been doing all vegetarian. Oh, wow. Doing all veggie. And you like it? I've been liking it. Mm. I've, I've been liking it a lot. I'm like the flatbread guy. I mean, your skin looks nice, so maybe that has something to do with maybe it. Maybe HelloFresh got the skin okay. looking good. <laughs> well, maybe. But we actually mm-hmm. got some offers to make your skin look good mm-hmm. as well. We're not saying that HelloFresh makes your skin <laughs> look good, by the way. But uh, you're, you are going to get these uh, delicious meals delivered to your door, though. Absolutely. Go to HelloFresh.com slash ThickThreads60 and use code ThickThreads60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash ThickThreads60 and use the code ThickThreads60 for 60% off plus free shipping. 60% off of, of, of food? Mm-hmm. And it's it, for me. It's not just about the eating. Mm-hmm. It's about the learning. Absolutely. So you, you get a, a discount like that, and you walk away learning how to make bulgogi. Mm-hmm. Look, spice it up. You got to spice up your 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 cooking out there. It's, it's teaching you not only giving you good food, but it's also teaching you how to cook. But you can impress somebody and Absolutely. make it seem like you cook like that all the time. For sure. Or in a sadder's twist. You can just cook two meals for yourself like <laughs> I do. Mm. I'd be eating like two, three flatbreads at a, in a sitting. That's okay. And I, oh, my. I love it. I don't want to mm-hmm. share this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Nice. Period. Number one. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? I uh, I went first last time. Okay. So why don't you go first this time? Okay. Uh. <laughs> so mine Burping is a big part of the show now Can you please say excuse me Excuse me Thank you Because you're not the thing Excuse me than me you're Are you offended When me. people burp And don't excuse themselves You're, it, you're saying excuse me To the threadhead Okay So it's not for me Even though I'm in the room And I have to fuck smell the your fuck burp, up And your do your burpeth, little thread Your burpeth gatheth Do your little thread <sighs> Okay Here we go this is my tweet that I put up, and okay. I asked, how long does the euphoria last after you nut? Interesting. That is going to be a gender-based question, <laughs> because guys, we get it real nice, and it's out. Y'all be, <laughs> ah, ah, 
Y'all have a whole tour of the chocolate factory with Willy Wonka mm-hmm. before you guys come down. And we just get a nice shotgun blast. Like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go get a sandwich. Mm. Go put on my that boots sucks. and work at is a construction why, site. Is that why you guys want to have sex so much more? Because the, the high doesn't last as long? Oh, we need more hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that why it's called hitting it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me hit. Mm-hmm. Come on, baby. Get- Let me hit, please. <laughs> Okay, so this guy says, depends on the circumstance, <laughs> like what you did there, yeah. um, and source, cause of the nut busted. What? I don't know. Usually fall asleep afterwards. It probably lasts longer for a woman because y'all act giddy and start cooking and shit when it's good. Mm. Guilty. You be cooking when it's good? Oh, yeah. What does that mean? I'll like. Make- because um, you hungry or you just feel like doing something? I'm hungry too. And typically, most of the time, he's hungry after sex too, unless we're going to sleep. So but, is that really it? Just like the appetite that is built up makes you guys want to cook or do something? Or is it just like good penis makes you want to do certain things? I think it makes you want to do certain things. Because, I mean, I could wake up and order some something from uber eats and then we get it we so get is it like going. a thank you <laughs> it's is it like a little like, thank you meal it's just like and i don't know if it, i can't say it's spe- specific to women but i think i've had a meal made for me after sex you know so yeah, you jump into the kitchen immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm hungry you want something good right then hit the you you never had a, a little sandwich right afterwards a good little sandwich oh uh, okay that's if you, you you worked up a little app, mm-hmm. a little appet. Mm-hmm. Um, I get real like submissive when when it's really good. Yeah, that's why there should be sampler platters during the sex, so you don't even have to worry about afterwards. Sampler platters. Imagine what are you talking about? Imagine having sex right. in the middle of like a a circle of tapas, circle of little small plates little bites, and every few strokes, crispy rice. Oh, what's that? Oh, bourbon glazed mm-hmm. a- asparagus. Oh, look, crab w- ragoons. Mm-hmm. So a then pork you bun. nut right before you get full, like right when you're at 80%. Bus, uh, lay down right next to the edamame or whatever the last few plates are, maybe mm-hmm. some cheesecake bites. Okay. Boom. Now you don't got to cook. You full. You empty. I call it um appetizer smashing. Smashing appetizers. I just wanted to really let you get through this. It was a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My imagination wasn't, I was wasn't, looking, a, wasn't like... running as, as smoothly as, as it usually was. You sound like the dude... Um, and the lady that was on divorce court where he was she was talking about they were divorcing because he was too freaky with the food. Like he would put like potato salad on her back while she was asleep and start eating it and, and while yams she was asleep? on her thighs. He would eat it off. He had some life. food issues. <laughs> potato salad isn't even a sexy food. Potato salad on her back? <laughs> Can you imagine waking up and you just hear <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that? That's why she was divorcing him. <laughs> and he's standing over there. Around. Look, he's, the camera panned to him, and he's like, 
yeah, like I wonder he, if he getting used, turned on in court. We I wonder if he used utensils, it. if it was just a plate, <laughs> or if he was just like he probably ate it with his mouth. The way he was proud while so she, she was, was a describing, trough. she was a pig trough. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was probably sideways. She was probably perpendicular, mm-hmm. and she probably ate it off the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was loving it. Ooh, disgusting. How did we get there? Um, as long as the pee is good, the euphoria stays long. I'm assuming she meant penis. It's a guy. Pussy. As long as the pussy is good, the euphoria stays long. He called it the pee. No, I said pee. Oh, okay. Um, not realizing. <laughs> <laughs> However long it takes me to catch my breath. Damn. These are all guys. Uh, five to ten minutes. If it was good, 15 to 20. Ain't no 20-minute nut. Ain't no 20-minute euphoria after the nut? The euphoria is like... You ever taken a dab? No. So, don't. <laughs> dab is like... A dab? No, that's oh. seven years ago. <laughs> you know, you ever seen like wheat THC wax? Yes, I know what it is, but I've never done it. And they hit it like a crackhead. They have like the torch. It's like... Mm. It hits you all at once and then sort of tapers. So that's kind of what like nutting is. It's like a boom. And depending on how good the sex is, it could be a big nut. It could be like a, a nut that takes a little <laughs> bit longer. But um, once it's over, it's kind of just like, ah, all right. Wow. That's horrible. Y'all be like little insects. Like, yeah. I, I got. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A response from a lady. She said, about 30 minutes. But Damn. if it was good, good, I'm definitely sweeter for the next two days. Damn. I feel her on that. Two days? Hell yeah. Y'all lucky as hell. Mm-hmm. But do you, is it because that just, it got you in a good mood? Because pussy could get us in a great mood too. Or are you still feeling the effects, like the euphoria from it? So, um, I know for some it lasts longer than others. Um for me specifically, if it's really good, it lasts a while. I'm thinking of nice shit that I can do for him tomorrow. Like, like I'm... But that's like, I, I feel like that's a mood change. I'm talking about like physically feeling, because obviously good sex will change your mood for the better for mm-hmm. X amount of time, whatever. I'm saying like the actual feeling. When is the actual feeling of nutting? Does it linger? So... The actual feeling of nutting—I mean, that goes right right then—but the the effects, the the euphoria from I mean, yeah. it, for me, is like it lasts a long time. And that's not me. a feeling thing. The euphoria, you don't. Yeah, you—it's it. it's it's almost like for me, it's almost like a feeling of relief. I don't know. Like, have you ever taken Valium? No. Uh, so, um, Valium is like the happy pill. So they give it to you right before, like if you're nervous about having surgery, like when I have surgery on my Achilles, they give you like a, a pill to calm you down. Cause like, I don't, I don't like um, anesthesia. I am petrified of anesthesia. Cause it could kill you? Yes. And 
um, if too much can kill you. And some people have gone in for like routine procedures and given the wrong amount of anesthesia and they're out of here. And it'd be like some weird stories like, it just so happened that the person administering the anesthesia was a clerk, a, a security clerk, and they have never done it before ever. And it's right. like, nigga, how did that even happen? So, yeah. So some people aren't qualified, even though, you know, wherever I've gone to to have a procedure done or whatnot, I've, I've only gone to, like, my doctor's office or mainly. Um, so, yeah, they give you they give you a... a a volume to calm you down. I think it's like five milligrams. Um, and I will say that it does take away that edge, you know, makes you feel a little more relaxed. So this happier. feels like and a, this, how, the orgasm? To me, the effects of an orgasm. Um, and, and, and for me, like orgasms, they, they differ in intensity so <laughs> some the the real big ones the the let me not say that the real big ones what i was gonna say the super squirters the super <laughs> squirters the super squirters the laundry uh, doers <laughs> yeah the laundry the, makers the the mattress destroyers um those for me that they can last days days mm-hmm I just be like in a I just be in a good mood. Like that's what I mean. Like that euphoria, like this put me in a good mood. Like I'm satisfied. Like I'm not I need to have sex again later on today. Like it's not like that for me. Like I can. I could do it later on that day, but I'm good. You know, so it seems like you guys don't experience that. That's why niggas will be looking for it again couple hours later oh here we go here's one uh peter quinault you never heard of post-nut clarity chemicals are recommended something like volume to counteract the ones that are making you feel fuck that test testosterone bs or the person that came here is not the one i am now girls get the euphoria and energy guys just feel drained that is true sometimes I be feeling sleepy afterwards. The girl get up and start doing all this stuff, and I'll be like, "Damn, I didn't put it down." <laughs> I'm over here like ah, they over there doing uh, hammering stuff, putting stuff stuff on she the walls. She ate your ass up. And I'll be like, "Damn, I, I was trash," but I guess I guess that was a good thing. No, no, no. I've I've gotten energy afterwards. It's not long lasting though. I will say that it's just a little oh, burst, a little burst of energy pop up. But then sex really is like a I'm hit of a down. drug. Mm-hmm. That's why they it say, is. "Let me hit." Mm-hmm. Get a hit of that. Let me hit. Five to ten minutes. Um, it lasts until she's ready for more. That's what he did. Um, until she's ready. Mm-hmm. Until you get the towel. Damn, that quick. The walk over to the towel. <laughs> then it's gone i mean sometimes before that a lot lot of times the the walking to the towel is prompted by the end of it like we ain't Mm -hmm. gonna be like oh oh, let me go get a towel Mm -hmm. (laughs) do that again here's the towel (laughs) we'll sit there (sighs) all right (laughs) then that means we've we're over the hump 
Now the mood can keep going. Okay. I thought we meant like nut, like I, I feel not like the climax, like not not the the actual like climax itself. It's the euphoria feeling that you get right after. I can't, you know? I can't, I can't speak for other men, but I feel like for me, you know how like when they draw out uh, sound waves or like or like, you know, it, it, basically it feels like men are like a, just a triangle. It goes up to a peak and then goes back down. Mm-hmm. It seems like coming for you guys is just like a straight slope. It's just like it happens and then it kind of keeps going up throughout mm-hmm. the day, uh, even though it was obviously at its most intense when you came. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the feeling just kind of keeps going up throughout the day. And we're just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I saw two. Y'all going through it. Saw two. I think, I, I think that's why we... Um, the term dickmatized can apply here because it's you can like, be pussy whipped. Yes, you definitely can. Um, and it might be for some of the, the guys who are saying, you know, depends on who it is or, you know, depends on the intensity of it or, you know, maybe there's other qualities about that person that you really like. So the euphoria lasts longer with somebody that you actually have feelings for versus somebody that you're just trying to get a nut off with, you know. What? My feelings boost the organs. They do. I get a much stronger. Women are such nerds. Oh, you I like, like it, the though. person. It's making me come more. Uh, you Here you were. You thought it was all you when in actuality her feelings for you are really what made That's still it me. come to. That's the, still me. I'll take it. The, the, I'll take a feeling nut. Oh, my God. You're horrible. <laughs> All right, that was interesting. Was mm-hmm. that your last one? Yeah, it can be. Oh, wait. Depends on multiple factors. If I'm drunk slash high, five minutes. If it's a good nut, sober, 30 seconds to two minutes. If it's a weak pussy, let's get this over nut, two seconds. You think I had a stopwatch or something? Right. So you did uh, actual research. Why don't we just say immediately? <laughs> I will say... Um, Drunk sex is sex is whatever. High sex is very very entertaining. High sex, I feel like, in my experience, it it prolongs. It seems to prolong the nut, but the feeling is really intense during. And sometimes I've even felt like <laughs> like I'm in space getting fucked in space you know <laughs> it's like it's so getting intense in but it's actually like i don't know if it's so intense that it's stopping me from climaxing mm-hmm. but it can definitely prolong it but then when i finally do <laughs> big old space nuts pop like a pigeon eating a Come on, finish it. Finish uh, it. Alka Seltzer Plus. Okay. Have you sense. seen that? It made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was a that was a cool little transition into my thread, which is educational. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You was uh, let's get a little edutainment. We was talking about like things that happen in the brain, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take the smut out of it. All right. No more it. sex. I had a mm-hmm. sex one last week. Mm-hmm. I had a sex one this week. Let's get into some shyange. Okay. Let's hear the shyange. So, this is a uh, a thread about 
brain cells. Okay. It's kind of crazy. Um, it doesn't really have a title. I just need you to just get into it. Okay. What what title would would? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You give it for the sake of the thread text. <laughs> um, let's call it. Cells learned how to play video games. Okay. That is wildly right? confusing. I, it, was, it was hard to <laughs> it was hard to put into just few words, but let's just get into it. All right. In a recent study, more than 800,000 living brain cells connected to a computer were able to sense the position of an electronic ball and control a virtual paddle in a video game Pong. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time just to get everybody's head wrapped around what I'm about to get into. In a recent study, more than 800,000 living brain cells were connected to a computer. Okay. Living brains. Okay, you're going to get into that later. Okay. Maybe not. So should I ask my question now? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just try to comprehend the li- the little the little knowledge. Um, that I'm going to give you, okay? So just put it like this. A dish of living brain cells learned how to play an arcade game. Like a Petri dish. A, a, a dish of living brain cells not only learned how to play an arcade game, but can now use its knowledge unlike any other computer. Oh, wow. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. He's learning. In a recent study, more than 800,000 living brain cells connected to a computer were able to sense the position of an electronic ball and control a virtual paddle in a game of Pong. So somehow, first of all, somehow they are connected to a computer. Let's start there. (laughs) Um. Secondly, they were able to figure out where the ball was moving and control the paddles. You've seen Pong, right? Mm -hmm. So a research company named Cortical Labs. Cortical Labs. Like steroids? Cortical steroids. How do you spell that? C-O-R-T-I-C-O. Is it L with the steroids? Cortical, C-A-L, but that is them. Okay. A research company called Cortical Labs has been trying to understand how living brain cells acquire intelligence. Mm -hmm. The Pong experiment was a way to find out. So they're trying to figure out how living brain cells even get knowledge. Quote, we've made huge strides with silicon computing, but they're still rigid and inflexible, says Brett Kagan, uh, author of the study and chief scientific officer at Cortical Labs in Melbourne, Australia. For example, both humans and computers can learn to make a cup of tea. But humans can generalize what they've learned in a way that computers can't. Mm -hmm. To test the cell's learning abilities, researchers grew them in a thumb-sized dish filled with nutrients on a silicon chip. I didn't even know you can do that. So they grew living brain cells in a dish that's about the size of a thumb filled with nutrients on a silicon chip. 
do they tell you where they got the brain cells from? Science. Whose brain is Science. this? And is it a brain that already knew how to play this game? I wonder. That's true. But it's it says very it easy. says he grew them though. A baby? Or are no, these like grew artificial the, like the cells grew in this petri dish? Right, but the it, they grew there but were there something had to be planted there for them to grow cuz they just can't come out of thin air. I So I wonder if they I'm not a scientist. I wonder uh, they maybe do, they'll say it, maybe they they'll do, say it. They doing this though. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Then a computer uh then a computer generated a game of pong for the cells to play while monitoring their responses. So at first the cells weren't able to understand the signals. So the scientists started shocking them, right? Okay. Then the cells, (laughs) right? Just (laughs) do it. Then the cells learn to generate patterns of electrical activity that move the paddle in front of the ball. So they somehow picked up. Researchers discovered that human brain cells played at a slightly higher level than mouse brain cells, which is impressive considering each network had fewer cells than a cockroach's brain. So they actually did take these. Now, they had to have taken these from an actual human and took some from an actual mouse. Okay. But I know that cells replicate. Definitely. So I'm assuming they just grew new ones. But the mind-blowing part is just what they're doing. I don't have the knowledge to explain how. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's, but it, it's a nice it's a nice base for whoever is interested in following up on this mm-hmm. to actually well, I'll send, like, I'll know send them, about. I'll send them to the websites. Yeah, yeah. It's a little alley-oop. You know, how you finish is, this is it's, it's, it's how you finish. This is a blanket statement of what happened. If you want to know the, the ins and the outs. I'll give you all that information to hear it from a scientist. I think what's what's really interesting about this is that these are just cells. They don't have eyes, ears. They can't interpret a whole situation. The reason we're able to play this game so easily is because we can see it. You know, we are told what to do or Mm -hmm. we can actually like visually see like this is how it's supposed to be. We're actually given instructions. Can you imagine if we were just shocked like be put in front of two blocks and a ball and mm-hmm. just being shocked like what the f- <laughs> you know well, yeah. so i can't even like do well, the freaky part is is like it lets you know that there's like really stuff going on in there you know like we if unless you're a science that's scientist or like a medical professional that studies synopsis and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to the layman it's just like I learned, it's very general, I learned this, I thought of this, and I did Mm -hmm. it. Like, when you think about playing an arcade game, you have to sort of figure it out, then they shoot, you know, your your brain tells your hands what to do, your brain tells your eyes what it's looking at. Mm -hmm. Right. But it all comes down to your brain cells. So, Mm -hmm. like you said, I thought you needed all that other stuff. Right. It looks like these cells on their own are doing sort of like the learning process that Mm -hmm. is just happening in our heads and is fed to our bodies. Getting ready for human 2.0. The humanoid 2.0. Because who's to say that those brain cells can't tell a robot what to do? Right. I mean, I think our technology and science is really like shifting towards making superhumans or, you know, humanoid. They talking about like um successfully i think 
there was an article I read that they successfully were able to create some type of um, either embryo or whatnot uh, for yeah. like same sex couples that Talk were about the, not the male mice, mm, the two male uh, mice. I think so, but they hadn't said that you could do it for humans yet, but. You know, I just saw that article and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like Two nigger know, mice had, had babies. Had babies. So big pregnant. Like, big pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 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 I, I guess this whole um, experiment, ultimately, uh, it's saying that creating a system for brain cells to learn Pong points towards a future where biology can make computers more intelligent by changing how they learn. Haven't they seen iRobot? Aren't they like, intelligent enough? <laughs> right. What are we doing? I don't know what they're trying. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to create, you know, something else. A super computer, superhuman, super something so better than what we are now. It's it's so weird. It's like, it's like if I just started making sci-fi movies about horses, <laughs> like, being like, fuck this, we're slaves. Mm -hmm. We need to go against these humans. And then that started a trend of like movies that's just like mm -hmm. one day horses are gonna turn on us. <laughs> they and got then, that about monkeys. And uh, then like researchers and and scientists keep pushing towards that. Hey, we're actually learning, uh, teaching horses how to speak English. Hey, mm -hmm. we're teaching horses how to hold weapons. It, it what are y'all doing? What did you see my movies? So you know how we talk about like energy and what you put out there is what you'll return. Mm -hmm. I wonder the type of energy that gets put out by making movies like that. If you believe in, you know, putting things out there and them coming to fruition. But isn't that like a like, universe, like spiritual saying? Like it is. If you put out negativity, negativity comes back. But like you got niggas right. going to school and learning robotics to do this. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. not like an energy but what I'm thing. Saying, but I'm saying it is, though, because you are visual visualizing it you are putting it out there and then when you put it out there in these visuals and people take in those they they'll think about things Start that working towards that it weren't, yeah the, i mean so the energy weird. just gets put towards that's not I, I hate like end of end of the earth end of life like but even that's mysterious like that because, because we can't control the end of the world if you it's, can't that's like a nature thing so My, we, i get like putting the Putting out uh, energy. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. About the end of the world and then it happening. Mm -hmm. But this is science groups of scientists who, who learned mm -hmm. and went to school and they're building the robots and literally purposely making it so that an uprising is could happen because like mm -hmm. computers are smart enough why have them learn the same way we do they learn faster than us they compute faster than us my philosophy on the end of the world is that it happens for people every day everybody has die. a different end of the world yeah yeah when you die that's the end of the world for you you know, so you don't have to put that energy out there. This is happening to people every day. What about the end you of know? the earth? Because you, you, your end of the world, the earth don't give a damn. <laughs> Earth's still going. You don't know that, though. <laughs> your world Maybe over. You that's, that's some Matrix shit. Like, when you, like, the world, your perspective of the world made the world exist. So when you die, the world that technically doesn't. Right, the world is. If so. you guys want to know more, <laughs> go to npr.org. <laughs>
Brain cells in a lab dish learn to play pong. That's the title. <laughs> that is wild. Hey, that was that would have been a good title. That would have been a better title than uh, the one I gave it. It would. Have. Brain cells in a lab dish learn to play pong. We can just put that. No, Maybe. put what I said. <laughs> you were the the struggle the struggle title. <laughs> put what I said. <laughs> okay, the man has spoken. All right. It looks like we are um, we have graduated into some factuals. Yes, yes, yes. Who's going first? I am. You got something to get off your chest. The estimated average age of young people leaving the parental household. Okay. And it's going by countries. Okay. I hear so. this number uh, got a lot heftier over the years. <laughs> I'm about to tell you. So, Portugal, 34. Croatia, 33. Slovakia, 31. Italy, 30. These are all decent numbers. Spain, 30. Poland, 29. Germany, 24. The Netherlands, 23. Denmark, 21. This is the average that's happening? Okay. Finland, 21. And Sweden, 19. Where are we at? We're probably at 17, 18, but it's, it's, the U.S. is not on this one. But I thought this was, I, I thought that was really cool because I, in the black culture, we're always talking about, you know, having our kids independent, chewing them out when they're 18. I think like, that's an this, American thing. You know, is it is it an American thing? Because I, I, I think the whole 18, you got to be out of my house at 18 is like a, 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 a thing. I mean... I know that new parents are always like, all right, 18 years, I'm, I'll have my life back. Like, it seems like 18 is just that number of from, get your ass out. From my understanding, it's not like that in, in other households. Like, I think I've heard, um, I've definitely heard white people say that. Yeah, they typically let their kids stay for a while. Hmm. So I've, I've read a lot of articles on it, and it, um, it, from what I gathered, we kick our kids out the the soonest. I can see that. From than any other culture, from um, definitely Mexican households are definitely about staying together. Okay. Asian households, the kids are not kicked out at eighteen, um, and even in in white Caucasian households, they're not typically kicked out at eighteen, but us. I think in our well, and I, I think we're learning. We're changing that narrative oh, is to. changing. Oh, it it is. To. It is from what I've seen. Like, cause when we were younger, I feel like that was more of a thing. Like, hey, get out and mm. you know get your independence at eighteen. Um, but I think over the years, I've definitely seen a shift in people I know, people I've talked to in our culture saying like, no, I'm gonna let my kids stay a little bit longer. I want them to stay until they can get you know, out and be successful on their own versus right. you don't know shit at 18. That it, That's what I was going to say. It's just like that is so toxic. And I just want to say this to I don't want to make it a cultural thing because I don't want to say black people do this and have non-black people not listen to this. I think that this is a p overall parent thing. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. 18 mm -hmm. is so young and it's mm -hmm. like i'm so sick of 
these generational comparisons that's like, well, back in my day, I was out and about mm-hmm. at 17, 18. Back mm-hmm. when I was your age, mm-hmm. I had a house at 20. Mm-hmm. What do you, t- like, things are so different. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many jokes going on online. Like, yeah, well, back in the, back in your day, a house cost $17, <laughs> you know? Right. So it, it, people, times change and mind states don't. And they'll just... An old person will judge a young person Mm -hmm. that's growing up in a completely different world, Mm -hmm. really. So I think that 18 is like, what is that? Uh, First year of college, last year of high school, whatever. Mm -hmm. You are to to threaten your child with homelessness (laughs) before they even understand life like that is crazy. But I, I, in my personal experience growing up, I had this mindset that I did need to leave. You know, even though my parents didn't even pressure me, like, you got to get out at this time. Well, I went to college and then grad school and then, you know, eventually just I just went on my own. But I felt like I had to, you know, because there was so much in, in even in pop culture, so much talking about, oh, the independent woman and, you know, be a millionaire by 21. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm working all these jobs trying to stay independent when I could have just went home. Got got my finances together, mm-hmm. then bought a house and did all this, this you what? know, d- done it differently. But I felt that pressure not only from my household, even though, like I said, they weren't like, you got to get out. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. But also society, the pressure of society, you know, being not wanting to be looked at as a bum in society, being... You know, 19 and you're living with your parents. What a loser. <laughs> right. Crazy like living in your parents' basement at 22. Like, well, how about this? Instead of get out my house by 18, what if the narrative was just changed? What if it was like have have something figured out by 18? Don't threaten homelessness <laughs> because like the problem with that is you put that much stress on a young kid. You're actually putting off what they want to do and, and their dreams because they're worried about such crazy real life things. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, I, I, maybe some old school parents would agree that that's good to like, you know, mm-hmm. get them, throw them out there and have them struggle through that early. But it's also like all these like hard lessons becoming with some, some scars, you scarring mm-hmm. your kid a little bit. And that could get, as opposed to just not necessarily like, having them comfortable but not threatening them with like okay you got a year left Mm -hmm. before before no matter what you have to be on your own if it's just like instead of that pressure if it's like have try to have something figured out even Mm -hmm. if you don't you can always there's people who switch careers at 26 35 whatever Mm -hmm. but if it was more just like have something figured out so they're not so you're not worried about like oh let me get any job to so i'm not homeless it's like Mm -hmm. okay let me focus on what i want to do in life which a lot of people don't do until they're in college they wasted years and semesters Mm -hmm. and stuff and then they're like damn i never really thought about this because i was just having fun in high school yeah i was gonna say that even at 18 you're still trying to find out who you are now you're legally as soon as you turn 18 you're legally considered an adult so everything changes for you and now you're trying to figure out paperwork as an adult like what you can what you can't do Mm -hmm. you know and then you ain't got no money you know so it's like going off to college or if, if you even are doing that you know you're still trying to like figure things out personally who you are as a person so you might not even know what your passion is or what what you want to do in the future and they there's i don't know what the percentage is 
specifically, but there is a percentage of a, a notable percentage of people who will major in something, go to college, major in something, graduate, and right. then not even go into the field. Right, because you they, know? Didn't, they didn't think about it mm-hmm. until it was too late. You know, mm-hmm. I have so many friends who minored in, like, like psychology or history, and then they get to the ending, and they're like, I, I don't know if there's any jobs besides just teaching this to other people who have the same, right. who want the same major. And it becomes like a, you know, when you don't think about it until too late you're like well what am i interested in mm-hmm. i like history let me do history and right. then three years in you're like i don't want to be a historian you know I, I went into college thinking i wanted to do pre-med mm-hmm. you know so i had to <laughs> i had to uh Dr. major Persephone. yeah I, I had to major in biology coming in and I was like, okay, this is all I want to be. I want to be an OBGYN. I went to a high school, a medical high school. I got to work in the hospitals and all that. I got to college, took anatomy and physiology. Boy, when I Say tell yuck. you, I had to change, like, immediately. I was like, oh, shit. what y'all do every day? I, Hell no. <laughs> I can't do this. Like, it was it was too much information. I couldn't grasp it. I'm playing basketball, doing all this stuff. Right. Can't do it. So then... I'm like, well, what do I do now? That's where the pressure comes in. I'm like, okay, I have to figure something out. I'm in college. It don't matter what my what my passion is. I got to figure, I got to change majors right. because I'm not going to be able to even graduate college at this at this Damn. this rate. And so I do psychology and then criminal justice. I double major psychology and criminal justice. Nice. Graduate. And I'm like, whoa, where are the jobs? I think that's just kind of like across the board at this point. So, but it, I think it's I think the craziest thing is that you're kicking them out on the uh, on the the normal decision is go to high school, figure out if you want to go to college, go to college or get a job. Mm-hmm. If you're being threatened with homelessness and serious homelessness too, because mm-hmm. I know some parents might pump, pump fake and be like, "18, you out of here," mm-hmm. and if it doesn't happen, really they're like, "That's ah, mm-hmm. all good." Um, but for for you to be like okay, I'm on my own. I have to support myself. That's already very difficult, especially mm-hmm. in a city like Los Angeles. But now you're putting them in a position where it's like, all right, figure out the whole world and support yourself, but mm-hmm. also college. Like you also <laughs> like you got to be homeless, and I gotta pay for like that's that's just like right. a lot of pressure to put on a young person, and mm-hmm. and the the prices of everything is going up every year the the competition and how many people are doing the same thing is going up every year mm-hmm. so it's just so ridiculous to hold those same farm ass standards mm-hmm. to them biblical days <laughs> now but i think i think times are changing and it's a nice it's nice to see that change cuz oh, i've yeah. definitely seen the dialogue now with well, my generation, at least, talking about, no, my kid doesn't have to leave at 18. Like, mm-hmm. And I think it also might have something to do with socioeconomic status as well. You know, like, if if you come from a lower-income household, when you turn 18, are you now a burden in right. the house? Because now you can't be claimed on taxes. Like, ain't nobody getting a break for your ass no more. Oh, so, right. so, you know. But, it might be a necessity. You got it. Yeah. So, either... You know, you got to pull your end of the weight at home. But at 18, you still want to try to figure out without having that pressure of I have to take care of the home. You know, that's a lot of pressure for. And people start doing that younger than 18 like uh-huh. in lower income households, like the pressure of working and and becoming an adult. You, you become that 
early on before 18. So it's really, I guess, relative on who's considered an adult yeah. and who's actually doing adult duties but and you don't yeah. get a break. And, yeah. just outlook, and just outlook. Like, I was blessed. I got a lot of my compassion for others from my mother. My mom, mm-hmm. she, off rip, was just like, I don't believe in that. I think it's crazy when I hear parents saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm kicking you out. Like, y'all have a place... Cause my, my mom's like, I like when y'all y'all are here, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there there's been times where I would I moved back home for a few months and then and then move back. And when I told my mom, she was like, Hell yeah! She was actually mm-hmm. sad when I moved out. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she she was just mm-hmm. like, Man, wherever whenever y'all need to to stay, we'll figure something out. And I think that that's really the way to go because it's like your child should feel like there's a place for them at, right. at your house you should encourage right. them you don't want them to do that as, as long as you're not wreaking havoc at home right. <laughs> <laughs> right just doing the most you know but everybody leftovers right eating the last, <laughs> the last where's the last piece of chicken you're just like fuck your house <laughs> all right hard switch big old hard switch because mm-hmm. my fact has to do with animals fun oh yeah I'm gonna be in and out because this is this is fire. We talking mongooses, nigga. Oh, mongooses. Mm-hmm. In 1883, Jesus, the mongoose was introduced to Hawaii to control the rat population. Mongoose. They were like, "There's a lot of rats. Rats. There's a lot of rats over here. Should we bring an exterminator? Nah, mongooses. Right? We're cats. No cats. However." This is human error at its finest. The plan was unsuccessful because the mongoose is diurnal. I'll explain what that is in a second. And rats are nocturnal. So mongoose, I don't, I, I've never seen that word in my life. Diurnal, <laughs> whatever. I know what nocturnal is. Mongoose out at night, out during the day. Mm-hmm. The 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 rats were nocturnal. They didn't even see each other. <laughs> Dumbass scientists. They were just like, well, mongooses eat rats. Brought a shitload of mongooses over. Mongooses were out during the day like, where'd all these rat is talking about? Rats came through like, what's everybody looking around for? They looks like everybody's expecting something to happen. Right. Nothing happened. As a result, the mongoose ended up preying on other wildlife and birds no. and became a problem itself. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Not when the problem becomes, uh, when the solution becomes the problem. I want to oh. interview the nigga who fucked this up. I want to ah. interview the one person who everyone looked at and was just like, You probably oh. went into hiding. You have to. Mongooses are diurnal. Diurnal. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, he probably went into hiding as soon as they realized, like, oh, the mongoose. Now the mongoose are just grabbing pigeons and shit. They're just like, oh god damn it! What? All right, what eats mongooses? <laughs> bring They're about to bring in another nocturnal animal. All types of animals. Terrible. <clears throat> Double fact though, because I didn't know that the opposite of nocturnal was diurnal. <laughs> Thought it was gonna be like sunny turnal. <laughs> sunny turnal. Sea turnal. Wow. Something like that. Wow. All right. Yeah, well. Cool. That was my little cool fact. I like that. I like animal facts overall. <laughs> but this has been another thick-ass episode with some thick facts and some thick threads. Uh, I've been your co-host, Patrick Cloud. And I'm Persephone. Yo. We will see you next week. Ooh, that reminds me of Ace Ventura. 
when nature calls mm-hmm. remember when he spit on him oh, in the yeah. hut and he did that <laughs> we will see you next week bye who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese mcgriddles and a breakfast cut off ba da ba ba ba